Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of Sports Luck. Uh, as you can see, Mike is not here again because he has decided to become pilot boy again and fly across the entire country. So instead, uh, we have one, possibly two special guests that we will introduce possibly later. There's a lot of sports to talk about. The MLS came back yesterday. Uh, the NWSL is still going on. A uh, bunch of sports to talk about, but we did want to mention at the beginning of this podcast, uh, we wanted to send our regards to Michael Rivera and his and his family after um, the news of uh, Naya Rivera um, gone missing after um, she disappeared off of, uh, I guess it was a family boat or yacht or something like that. Um, so we wanted to send our regards to them and hope for a um, uh, a successful recovery. Uh, but sorry about the summer talk, but uh, this week, Noah is taking over uh, for host duties. So hopefully he will live up to his name. So uh, Noah, let's see if you're the best. All right. So one, I am the best. So I, I know this had happened a couple of days ago, but the NFL uh, world was shocked or not shocked, but it happened. Mahomes finally signed his extension. 10 years It's kind of 12 because it's the other years, the two years were not being voided. But 10 years over uh, 400 something mil uh, and so on for Mahomes. I got my friend Rhett, who I always argue talking about football with, who loves his Andy Reid. So I made sure to get him for this for this specific thing. So, Jarrett, uh, I'll lead it off to you. What do you think of the Mahomes 10 year contract? And, Jarrett, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Rhett. I'm a, uh, a teacher. Well, I don't, I'm not currently employed, but I just graduated with an education degree. And yeah, I'm just a really big sports fan um as for the deal with i think it's you know it's patrick mahomes he's the best player in football you basically the chiefs are going to give him whatever he wants you can't let a guy like that walk away so i think they're just glad that you know he's going to be in kansas city for the long run so i think it's a good move for the chiefs even with the amount of money they gave him even though it's going to be like 45 a year yeah well they constructed it so that they can restructure at any time and the they, you know, they can do cap stuff, like you can spread out the signing bonus. So it's probably not going to cripple them. Salary cap, of course, is going to go up. So I don't have a problem with it. Right. Does anyone else have a problem with it? Jason, I know you're well, Jets. I don't, well, let's go to them. Or, I don't know if the like, salary cap will go off right away because of the whole COVID thing in the economy. And there's been some talk about some of the sports leagues, the caps dropping a little bit and just not going up. So at least in the short term, I don't know if the cap's going to go up much, but I don't have any problem with the contract. I, I think that if he wanted to say something about it, I could think he could say he's underpaid because he's the best player in football. He's arguably uh, the best quarterback uh, based on pure talent that the league has ever seen through three years, really two years starting. He's already won a Super Bowl for a franchise that hadn't won in around 50 years. Uh, I think the deal was absolutely worth it for both Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, now, uh, Alex, I know how you feel about Mike Trout and that contract, so I wonder if that's different with Mahomes. Well, uh, okay, let's get it straight. Um, anyone getting this amount of money is crazy, even though Mahomes is definitely worth it. Being one of the best, if not the best player in football, one of the best quarterbacks, I know you can argue Lamar Jackson if you want to, but in terms of, you know, in terms of strictly throwing, not all-around athlete, Mahomes is the best quarterback in football and probably the best quarterback, like Jason said, that the NFL's ever seen in the amount of years that he's currently played. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys before him that he will need to uh, eclipse in order to become that, you know, the, you know, that elite, elite status, but he's already gotten to that point with, you know, with, you know, with um, multiple pro, pro Bowls. I think he's won an MVP at least once, Super Bowl ring. So he's, he's, done what needs to be done already and he's only been in the league for a few years um speaking
speaking on the Trout thing, obviously now the Mahomes contract is the richest contract, wealthiest contract in the history of pro sports. Um, money has become, especially in sports, money has become so inflated in terms of showing what a guy's actual worth is. So I, there's no physical way that someone's worth $45 million a year or $50 million a year. As much as, as much as I love Patrick Mahomes and I think that he's the future of the NFL and I love everything about him. Um, I like, even with trout, I don't think that trout's worth the money that he is and no one's worth the money that they're actually paid, but it's the going rate for someone that's that good. Um, I do have to say that it's hilarious because there was a thing that went out that said, oh, well, if Mahomes basically gets his entire salary, which would be, you know, I think $503 million, uh, Jeff Bezos makes that amount of money in 36 hours. Like, good just, for Jeff Bezos? No, yeah. it's not good for Jeff Bezos because we don't like Jeff Bezos. But, like, just let that sink in. Like, like, we're all going crazy about, like, Mahomes getting this money over a 10-year stretch. Jeff Bezos makes this amount of money in three days, which is just – or a day and a, a day and 12 hours, which is just crazy. Well, that leads me to my next question, I guess, uh, which was related to the Mahomes contract. So, in the NFL, there's been a trend about the QB always passes the buck for the next person as well to keep on increasing their salary. It's been happening for years now. For instance, uh, some teams rush to give a contract extension like the Eagles with Carson Wentz. Some teams wait, like the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. So now this leads to a dilemma for Dallas is because Prescott, who previously won $35 million, I believe, or somewhere around then, has more leverage to say, hey, Mahomes got this. I want more. So where does this lead it? Where Because Prescott is not as talented. He's not a top five QB in the league. But Deshaun Watson, whose also's contract is coming up soon. He's in the same draft class as Mahomes, I believe. Where does this go? Because top five QB like Watson, is that someone who gets that amount of money? Where does it, uh, where should a team decide? Is it just Mahomes? Is, could other teams be applicable? Or does even like a team like the Jaguar, they have an above average QB we have to pay this amount of money to keep them at this point. Wait, can, can, wait, can I jump on the Dak argument first? Because let, let's be honest here with who Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, but he is, I would say, in terms of the NFL, he's probably within the 10 to 16 range in terms of best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't like his worth is a lot worse than Mahomes, considering the fact that he's literally done nothing in terms of like his like extra, you know, like his like intangible success. Like he's he hasn't won anything. Just because he's on the Cowboys doesn't mean that he's that, that he's the most elite of elite. So Cowboys fans need to stop just shoving that argument down people down people's throats. And personally speaking, if if Mahomes wants to try to get that money now, uh, I feel like in a way doubt like he's now you know there's that possibility of him trying to pressure Dallas into saying that he's worth that money when he's not. I do think if there's a quarterback that comes on that comes along that's better than Mahomes, he'll get that money. As of right now, we don't. Alex, know. you have audio issues. That's why. I stopped yeah uh, people you said sorry oh, no it's it's fine uh if if a quarterback comes along with the stature of Mahomes or better then he'll get the money but currently I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon I think it might happen but again that guy needs to be as good as Mahomes or better I think in the terms of Prescott I don't think he's if he's going to sign any sort of extension, I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be of that sort of stature. I I know Lamar Jackson's only played two years. Do you think he could be worth that amount of money? Because he did win MVP. He's I understand that, but he still needs to be proven because he is 0-2 in the playoffs. Even though he did come in late in the Chargers game, he's still 0-2 in the playoffs, and they looked really bad against the Titans after doing so well in the regular season. They looked really bad, and he looked really exposed in that game. Like, like the Titans just tore him up. Their D-line tore him. 
him up and and their secondary just exposed him in so many ways so it's gonna it's gonna he needs to do better in the postseason he's shown that he can do stuff in the regular season but he needs to show more I think Mahomes has shown more and um and and Lamar is not like Mahomes because Lamar is that dual threat quarterback with you know running and passing so if you know if Lamar gets that money it's gonna be tough because you know you have to think his lifespan as a quarterback is much less than Mahomes because of the fact that he's he's a mobile quarterback so you're saying basically Flacco's worth uh the highest paid contract but not Jack oh Joe Joe Flacco's elite okay let's get this straight (laughs) here Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback elite elite I don't care he's elite uh Jason Rhett any comment on this? Yo, just a couple of things about uh, – I didn't agree with everything Alex said. Just the idea that, like, no player is worth as much money. Like, the reason the players are getting paid these contracts is because the teams think they're worth it. They they bring a lot of value, a lot of revenue. Just Patrick Mahomes' jersey sales, he gets fans in the seats. You know, he gets more viewers watching the games on TV. So he's really profitable commodity. Why shouldn't he get paid a lot of money? I mean, he, he brings in a lot of money for the Chiefs. And the same going for Mike Trout. He's the face of baseball. I mean, no one would ever talk about the Angels if they didn't have Mike Trout. You think about the Angels, you think Mike Trout. So I think they're worth the money. Would you also say, though, the Angels would be known for Angels in the outfield, though, and having old man Albert Pujols? Yeah, I, see, I don't know if those are things that they want to be known for. So I think they'd <laughs> rather rather be known for Mike Trout. What about Shohei Otani? Yeah, I mean, he, he could be known for getting injured. That That is true. <laughs> that is true. I do I do agree with what you're saying. I just I see, I can't fathom ever making that much money because I know I never will. So, like, it, it's tough to think that anyone will, will is worth that, even though they are bringing in, you know, the amount of money that they are bringing in, because I'm sure that they bring in millions in terms of, you know, ticket sales, jersey sales, all that kind of stuff. My turn, I guess. Uh, I think that the Mahomes contract is kind of an outlier. I don't think it's going to totally reset the QB market. I think some of those guys like Watson and Prescott and Jackson, when he's up for a contract next year, might demand that sort of money or a lot of money, but there's no way in hell they're going to get it because they're, they just are not as good. They're not even close to being as good. It's Mahomes and everyone else in the NFL. And this Mahomes thing, I think, was sort of like a one-time just exception that a team was going to make for him. I don't know if another quarterback will even get 40 mil. I think Dak most likely will settle for something around 33 mil a year my guess 33 34 mil a year with the Cowboys uh Watson I'm gonna guess somewhere in the same ballpark maybe around 35 he might be waiting for Prescott to sign uh but I I just I do not see this being a big deal in terms of giving out contracts to quarterbacks because I think everyone kind of just knows around the league that Mahomes is the best and everyone else is kind of second fiddle to him sorry about uh so now I my one question about that though is if you're a team like Houston like Baltimore or any of those teams, would you be willing to risk letting a great QB leave that's bringing fans into the stadium that's a young QB when because you can ride those QBs to success for over a decade, which we saw from the 2004 draft class with like Eli, Bill Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, and those guys. You can ride those QBs for like 10, 15 years where you're relevant for all that time and you can make a lot of money. So would you want to risk it and maybe get stuck with like a few years of like a Matt Schaub 
or like you could even end up with no QB for multiple years. And that could kill your fan base and kill your revenue. Would you be willing to risk it if you were the Ravens or the Texans? I'm a believer in general managers who set their price. They do not go very far over their price. They stick to their guns. I don't think that even if Watson or Prescott or a quarterback look like that threatened to leave and go to another team because they weren't getting paid the money they want, I don't even think they would get it from another team. I mean, no one else is going to get a $500 million contract. It's, it's, it's not going to happen, at least not right now. And so I would side with the, the owners and the general managers there. The only exception could be if Bill O'Brien uh, wants to give Deshaun Watson like $600 million just because he can. Uh, that's a, that would be a very Bill O'Brien move for the Texans. Uh, but besides that, I do not think the players can really force the GM's hand because I think the GM's are kind of united on this front. I would like to also point out, though, you cannot count out Dan Snyder and the Washington football team because Dan Snyder has given out some bad contracts in the past, including Albert Hainsworth. When he wants someone, he will pay them. They might not be good or worth it, but he will pay them. So it can happen. You just need one person to be interested to buy. Yeah, I think actually I agree with that. I think, um, you know, no one's going to get him a Holmes contract, but I do think he's probably going to drive the price up for other players. I mean, just look at Todd, the Todd Gurley deal for the running back market. Like, it was pretty obvious that was a terrible deal, but that didn't stop the Cowboys from giving Zeke even more money. So I just think uh, it's going to give them such strong negotiating leverage, the players. Like, I, I don't see Deshaun Watson for settling for anything less than $40 million. He's too important to the Texans. They can't afford to let him walk away. He's also had a major injury, similar to how Gurley has had major injury problems. But, like, what happens to the Texans if he well, leaves in free agency? Like, they're destroyed. So they, they got to pay him, I think. I agree also, with both. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You can go. You're good. No, I was going to say I agree with that. I think it's also important in, in the running back market to mention uh, uh, McCaffrey and the deal that he just got. Um, I think now he's getting paid 21 mil a year, which is either the closest or, or highest contract or like closest to like the highest or like the highest contract for um, running back in terms of, you know, annual salary. But I, I, I agree with, uh, with both the Jason and Rhett that with, you know, with a contract like this, it's going to be tough for someone. Like I said, someone that is of Mahomes stature or better will get the money that will get more money than what, than what Mahomes is making, but it's going to drive the market up for other guys to come through and say, well, if he's getting this much, then I deserve this much because like Rhett said, you know, with 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 Watson, he's worth a lot to the Texans. And if they don't have him at quarterback, regardless of, you know, him getting injured in the past, he's still a huge asset to that team. Same thing with Lamar. If it, Lamar is a huge asset to the Ravens and it's shown, especially this year, obviously there were a lot of other weapons that he had around him, but it's shown that he himself is a giant asset to that team. So if he's going to ask for that money, m- more often than not, the team is going to have to cave in and give that money or they're going to walk. Yeah, I would like really to point out Watson did tear his ACL, uh, I think, his rookie season, but uh, it hasn't stopped other QBs from having great careers. For instance, Tom Brady and many others who have torn their ACL and still have gone to have amazing careers. It's not a career-earning injury. Even though Watson is a little bit mobile with his game, he's still a really good passer. So it does just saying with that, he's had success uh, recently as well after the ACL. But also, sat poor uh, Texans, they had uh, Brian Hoyer, uh, Brandon Weed, and as your QBs in the past, so I'm not, Texans might not want to risk it, you know. Brian Hoyer isn't a great QB. Anyway, my last name of the NFL, 
and this is I just want your opinion on this. There's been some discussion in the past about uh, the salary cap, about a significant part or a, a specific part just for the QB. So you have the the salary cap for the rest of the players, and you have a, a separate salary cap for your QB position. Would you be for that or against it, considering some teams would uh, get rookie deals where they get an advantage, and other teams they have great QBs, but they have you have careers wasted like Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, where they have these massive contracts that kill the, those rosters. Absolutely against it. I mean, it's just Fair not enough. even it's just not even a question. It's a quarterback is the, arguably the most valuable player in all of sports. Uh, it, it's just it's insane how valuable a great quarterback is. If you want to give him a billion dollars, give him a billion dollars. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. I know this is kind of counter to my last point on the Watson and Prescott thing but I just I just think that if a team is stupid enough to give that much money or wants to give that much money they should be allowed to I don't think that a salary cap by position is the way to go well it would I'm just suggesting it for QB like it's a separate position I don't think so yeah stuff like that or just it's a separate it's not because I count on the other salary cap for other players meaning they can make more in the long run, like safeties, defense linemen, offense linemen, the big guys they need love. Yeah, I, I just think uh, doing that would be really unfair to the teams who don't have a good quarterback because one advantage they have is they don't have to allocate a lot of money to their quarterback position so they can spend more in other ways. But if you, you know, if you make it it's a quarterback-only cap and you have a bad quarterback, well, then you're kind of screwed. I mean, because you just have to pay whoever you have. So I think it's, it's much better to have all the positions together. Okay, so you'd be in favor, like, where you can get a rookie QB, like a Russell, with the Seahawks and with Russell Wilson. Yeah. and make a run with that or if you have a bad QB you still have a chance because other teams have gutted rosters because they're paying Andrew Luck so much that was the coach GM's excuse for killing Andrew Luck's career right but that's not a good excuse so like that's a good problem to have every team wants to have Andrew Luck like if you can't build, build a good team around him that's on the GM that's not on Andrew Luck exactly yeah I agree with what everyone is saying I think that you know like if teams have done this before I don't get why there's you know much of a problem to do it later um, or to do it you know now and going into the future i think it is it does come as a um as a disadvantage to teams that don't you know um don't have the patrick mahomes of the world uh but i think overall i don't think that there's a need to do it um you know like like jason and red already said i i mean i i pretty much side with them i really don't have any original opinions about this but um like i'm with i'm with both of them on this all right so we're gonna move on away from football now or at least professional football so a lot of stuff's going on with uh other football uh college football college basketball even american soccer and stuff like that if you want to call football go ahead whatever folks you're uh, fancy football yes anyway so the big updates is the Ivy League will uh, will have no fall sports, none of the Ivy League teams. Uh, you have uh, two MS, MLS teams. Another one joined today to make it two. The other one was FC Dallas a couple of days ago that opted out of the tournament. And Nashville was the one today. Nashville, yes. And uh, you all, and also another big update was the Big Ten. It's something I talked about before, having a conference-only tournament or a play with all sports. So they still uh, plan. No, I also wanted to add, um, let's not forget about the Orlando Pride and the NWSL, who had players or who was fine. And then, like, a bunch of players went out to bars. And then they, you know, it could have been false positive tests, but they, they all tested positive. So they had to drop out of the um, – at the NWSL tournament. So it went from a from a nine-team thing to get eight teams in the playoffs to all eight teams were qualifying, which kind of like ruins it. And then also for those that haven't been watching the basketball tournament or TBT, 
I think there have been four or five teams that have been disqualified or that have left due to players uh, receiving positive tests and have either caused the team to automatically move forward if the team was there or have just uh, um, uh, run in from the start and another team replaced them that was essentially like on the bubble. Uh, And yes, a lot of stuff is going on now with teams being disqualified and all that stuff. So uh, the point I wanted to make though was what do you all think is the best route? Is it, is the, for instance, college sports no play or having uh like the big 10 in a conference play or is it just having individual teams when they have COVID spikes just opt out instead of just say, ah, right, if you have a spike, opt out like you had in the NWSL or uh, MLS, for instance. So what do you think is the best route? Because it's going to affect the major four leagues, the NHL, NFL, MLB, and NBA, for instance. What happens if they have a bunch of cases? Do they opt out of the season? Because there's a lot more money involved with those leagues than – uh, no offense, the MLS, NWSL, and so on. And Ivy League Sports. Sorry, Ivy League Sports. You, you're not a big moneymaker. Anyone can jump I can. into that? I, I, uh, Jared, uh, uh, Rhett, do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say. I think Noah just pretty much hit the nail on the head. It, it's about the money. The, the big leagues, they're the ones that are kind of going to throw caution to the wind just because there's so much money on the line that they really can't afford to lose a season. Whereas, you know, if the Ivy League doesn't play, them and there's really not that many people who are going to be who are going to care who are going to be affected but let's say you know the whole fbs doesn't play then that's going to be a big deal so i think it's just about the money i completely agree it's that that's the only reason why the sec has been like pushing so much for the season to happen because one of their huge money makers even though they're considered a non-profit because that's all the ncaa is but one of their huge money makers is football that's like their huge money maker and you know selling out a hundred thousand seat stadiums is a really good thing for them um um, as someone who has followed college sports very, very closely, you know, for a while now, and obviously even more intensely since everything's happened and having, um, uh, you know, covered a Maryland baseball game the day that they, you know, announced the reduced capacity of seating for the NCAA tournament. And then the next day having everything shut down and basically having, you know, my, my entire college career in terms of sports journalism killed then and there. Um, it's, there's no way that, especially after what the Ivy League's thing did, or after what the Ivy League did, which is exactly what happened, um, to start everything in March, there's no way that there's going to be college football this year because the, because the Big Ten has already started their thing. You can't properly equate teams that have played, you know, a different amounts of conference games, even if it's just in conference. I mean, think of the Mountain West, like Hawaii's in the Mountain West. So uh, Boise State's going to need to go to Hawaii at some point. That's a whole debacle. The, the Big Ten is from New Jersey slash Maryland all the way over to Nebraska. That's like the entire reach of the Big Ten. So you're, it's not like a condensed thing. Like you're going a far away. Same thing with, same thing with the, the, the Pac-12. It's Arizona and Colorado all the way up to Washington, all the way down to California. Like it, there's a lot of people. And if, and if the Ivy League already said it and they things have already happened with that before, I'm, things are going to continue to happen. Dominoes are going to continue to fall. This is just the first thing saying like a precautionary thing, but with how everything's going now, there's going to be a, there's going to need to be a drastic reduction of COVID-19 cases in order for there to be an actual season played. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that the big 10 could work. Cause even though Alex said, 
said, it is a lot of states. It really is just about a quarter of the country. So, I mean, you are reducing travel somewhat, and some of the teams can probably just take buses and stuff like that instead of planes because some of them are closer to each other than others. So I think a Big Ten all-conference play setup could work, similar to how baseball is doing the division plays uh, so they don't have to travel as far. So, like, the AL East is playing only the AL East teams and the NL East teams. Uh, But like Jarrett said, about the money, the big teams, the big leagues, they really have to play. They are throwing caution into the wind. And the football, uh, the, like, not college football, the NFL uh, it has a big problem because they really can't do the bubble format. It just doesn't work for their sport as well as it does for basketball or hockey or soccer. And even if baseball had done a bubble format, that would have worked better than it would for football. Uh, I just think that it's really a shame what's happening with all the college sports, but it's really also a shame just what's happening with all the colleges. All the colleges are losing money. You know, it's a terrible thing that Stanford had to cut 12 of their sports teams, that the, uh, that the Ivy League isn't playing college sports this year. But these colleges are struggling financially also. And I know no one's going to really feel bad for these colleges because they're making so much money off of tuition and room and board and all this stuff, but they are losing a lot of money. Uh, as far as something like the MLS goes, that sport really just is not the money maker that the other sports are. So it's okay for teams to opt out. But I do think that if you see a COVID spike in one team, let's say like a baseball team, like the Yankees have a big COVID spike or something, I do think they would have to opt out because I don't know if you can really fill the team unless you want to use like all minor leaguers if like 15 of the players on the team get COVID or something. Uh, So that's the only way I can see a team opting out in one of the big sports is if just basically the entire team is decimated by COVID. I also want to point out one thing though is some teams do not want to play or have reservations. I know Portland had a big reservation about going back to the NBA restart and also those teams in MLB who just didn't want to return. Now, there's going to be some incentive for those teams. I'm, I'm just going to use Miami's example because Miami is a small market team. that doesn't make a lot of money. They don't have a big local con- uh, television deal. They already don't have fan- many fans. So what happens if teams start dropping out and then you have skewed divisions because you have the AL East versus the NL East, for instance. Now, you take out let's say two, three teams drop out, what is going to be the scheduling for that? Because that's going to be a lot harder to do. Does the format fall through then if multiple teams just decide to drop out for either COVID reasons or they, uh, with people, a bunch of players getting sick or affected or just that they just want an excuse to not play so they can save money from not having to run utilities and all that good stuff? It's unfortunate. It would be unfortunate and unfair to the other teams in the league, but I think that you just deal with it. If there's two teams that drop out, there's only eight teams playing each other then, like the AL, in the AL East and NL East, then that's what it is. You, you shift the schedule to make it uh, such so that there's only eight teams. And it stinks for the other two divisions, I guess, expanded divisions that would have 10 teams because uh, it's just it's not as fair, but it's just the way it is. We're not living in a fair time. And I think an alternative, too, to having, like, a big COVID spike, say say the Yankees, for example, they're probably not going to want to drop out just because, you know, they're always a title contender. So maybe just, like, suspend the season for three weeks or something. Just, like, have the team quarantine, then cases go away, and then you can resume. Like, I think that might be a better solution, particularly if you're late into the season and, like, a good team gets a big COVID spike. Like, everyone could just suspend. 
the I don't know if that would work for the regular season, yeah. but for the playoffs, it could. I think the problem with that is they have a the condensed season, and they're afraid there's going to be a massive spike in the fall when they go back to where they don't get to finish the season. So I don't know if they would be able to suspend it two, three weeks because of that, because they they waited so long where they don't have the room for that anymore. Okay, but let's just say hypothetically the Dodgers have the best record in baseball and they come down with 20 cases. Like, you can't just throw them out. Like, that's – I don't think the fans would go for that. I think suspension is the only option in that case. Well, Even I if mean, you risk, like, further cases down the road. What about I mean, the 15 and 35 Marlins? Yeah, right. It's different. Then, well, yeah, maybe let them drop out. Also, couldn't some put some blame, though, on, like, for instance, if a couple players go out and they infect the whole team – then the team, it's on the team if they get sick. The players are supposed to be isolating. If they're not, if like they're not doing the right thing with social isolation, social distancing, they're they that's on the team for not enforcing the rules and stuff like that. Couldn't well, can you make an argument for that? I don't think so. I mean, you can't play a sport like for, for the NBA. Let's just take it as an example. It's impossible to social distance during an NBA game. What are you going to do? Leave leave everyone unguarded. Like, well, no, I mean, well, the I, Mike D'Antonio actually made a great joke about it. That's what he always. That's what the Rockets always <laughs> do. But yeah. uh, I'm saying no. Is like the team they have. Let's say they come down with 30 cases. You either have no season, or you had the potential risk of no postseason, or this team's out because they weren't responsible enough to stay uh, socially isolated, or a couple of players ended up infecting the whole team because they didn't uh, follow protocols. It's it's something where it could be blamed on the team instead of the just player people getting sick because that's I know that's a big fear in the NBA with players most recently coming out I know Joel Embiid did and a couple others where they're afraid some players could ruin it by not uh, staying with the social guidelines or the uh, suggestions. Right, but let's say it is someone's fault. One player is it fair to punish the whole team because one player was messing around and not isolating, and then they ended up infecting their teammates? Like it's, it, also, it seems kind of tough. I know, but you would also be punishing the whole league for one team as well, potentially. That's the that's the risk. Yeah, well, like I said, it, it matters on the team. If they're a title contender, I think you have to suspend. I don't think it's fair to throw them out. I, I kind of want to see the 15 and 35 Marlins making because so many teams quit in the AL and NL East. Marlins 2020 champions. Stop it, Noah, please. Stop. I, I did want to say on that, um, I was talking to someone earlier and they said, and, and this makes complete sense to me, that it just takes one idiot to, to not follow it, to expose themselves to everyone else. And I'm sure that's, I don't know if that's been directly the case for all of these teams that have dropped out and stuff like that. Whether they've been responsible or irresponsible, I don't know personally. So I'm not going to assume one thing or the other. But like I said, it, all, it, it, it takes one person to not follow protocol in order for everything to fall apart. And to expect everyone to follow protocol um, and follow testing guidelines and all of that, while you think it should be pretty easy and, it, and if guys actually want to play a season, um, they'll do it. But – 
it's a lot easier thinking about it than actually implementing it. Exactly. But like some, like, that's what I mean. Like someone could be an idiot and then they can ruin, then no one gets paid because if there's no season, they're not getting paid. Like they could lose your, their pay for the rest of the season. And I know MLB was hard fought for that. The NBA, like these are millions of dollars that could still be you loot or loss, I guess. Well, anyway, we're going to go to top five now because uh, it's enough COVID talk unless if any... It's a quick oh, top wait. five this week. I, I know, I know, I know. Also, wait, real quick though, I did want to say something about Mike Lynch actually. He was supposed to, he's not on his podcast because he's in, in Utah apparently for some reason. He was, so the fun fact about today, I'm a little sunburned for those watching on YouTube. So we were supposed to meet up with him in Wildwood today. So we go into area where his house is and all that stuff. When we get there, he was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to make it today. I'm in, I'm in Utah. So shout out to Mike Lynch for being Mike Lynch. So yeah. Uh, no, can I, I do want to add in a few things just of things going on today. Um, uh, your Philadelphia Union got their first win of the MLS season, um, which I'm sure got their first win of the MLS's back tournament, which I'm sure that Mike was really happy about beating NYCFC 1-0. Alejandro Bedoya scored uh, the uh, the game-winning goal. I forget in what minute. Um, they actually did something really interesting where on the back of their jerseys, they had names of victims um, of police brutality. So every player had a different name of a victim. Uh, I forget which one he had, but I know that um, one, of, one of the players had Breonna Taylor's name, um, Andre. Blake, the goalkeeper, had George Floyd's name, which was really interesting. Uh, the uh, the Nationals got their World Series rings today. Everyone's been showing them off. Um, all the players have been really excited for it. Um, don't know if I'm at that point yet. We'll figure it out. And then also, apparently today is the 18-year anniversary of the 2002 All-Star Game, which is the only All-Star Game to end in a tie, famously. After 11 innings, it was 7-7, and Bud Selig said, nah, fam, we're going to a tie. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I understand that, but it still happened. The useless game. Weren't they like out of pitchers or something? I think so. But also, when the All Star game still counted for home field. It it was. That's why it was, or maybe the year after, but in and around that time was when it started counting. That was also the year that uh, uh, Barry Bonds hit what looked to be a home run, and Torrey Hunter, uh, who famously roasted me for missing a home run, uh, robbed a home run uh, of Barry Bonds in the All Star game. Uh, So good times. Also, let's not forget Terry Fracona just killing Scott Casimir in an all-star game one year. So, rest in peace, Scott Casimir. I know you came back later on in your career with Oakland and the Dodgers. But, yeah, all-star games. It can hurt. They can, you can blow out your arm if they rush you to pitch. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, so, top five. I'm going to take the lead real quick. Uh, What's top five on? So, the top – yeah, of course. I, I was getting I was getting there. See, you got to give me – I know, but I wanted to be sarcastic about it. I thought that was funny. So, this top five is seven-year contracts and larger extension-wise. So, I'm going to go into these players. Uh, it's, it's just a ton of players for these contracts. I could legit count put 50 on them if I wanted to. So, it's players I kind of like or I know had a lot of success and can't be doubted. So, the first, uh, number five on my list, I have uh, Miguel Cabrera. It was from 2008 to 2015. You can't go wrong with that contract. He won the Triple Crown, I believe. He was one of the best hitters in baseball for throughout that contract. He's a Hall of Fame hitter. And they got him pretty pretty cheap relatively because how great he became. I know he was good before that, but he became so much better. He became a key piece of those great Tiger teams in the early 2010s and so on. After that, I would it paid me to do this, but at three, I'm putting Derek Jeter, who signed. How did you skip four? Number four, sorry. So hey, 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 hey. Number four. 
mistakes are made sometimes, okay? Just like putting Derek Jeter, wait, yeah, Derek Jeter on it. So Derek Jeter is number four. He's, uh, I, I know he's a New York Yankee, almost unanimous Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. Tenure contract, marketable, great player for the Yankees. They won World Series with him. He's Derek Jeter. You can't go wrong with Derek Jeter and giving him a tenure contract. They made the money off of him because he's so marketable. Number three, now I'm sure he's not on anyone else's list here, but Don McNabb, I'm just going to let you know it's a double-digit contract because this might uh, tie into trivia later. Double-digit contract, made multiple cha- multiple conference championship games, a Super Bowl. I know that he kind of threw up on the sideline and all that stuff, but still a great QB. He's not a Hall of Fame QB, but right now we go down as the best statistical QB in Eagles history. So you got to go give him a shout out for being successful all the way until 2012 with the Eagles when they traded him. I think it was 2012 when they traded him to Washington and we lost Jason. So yeah. Anyway, number two, uh, he was given a lifetime contract. He didn't win a Super Bowl during this contract, but he still was a great marketable player, made multiple playoff appearances with the Packers. And this is Brett Favre, the man who refused to retire because he's Brett Favre. When you have QBs that are just players are so marketable, you still see him today, and he's been retired for almost a decade now uh, with like commercials. I know you see him like passing a dog to a football to a dog, Copperfit, all that stuff. Not sponsored by Copperfit, by the way. But yeah, so Brett Favre, great QB, Hall of Fame QB. Packers didn't make a mistake with that. It gave him enough time to groom Aaron Rodgers into a Hall of Fame QB. It was a great decision in both ways. Successful home run. And last but not least, it's sad that Jason dropped out of the call for this, but Alex Rodriguez, a man who received two 10-year contracts, a guy who, without a year, with all of his suspension steroids, still great player, marketable foot, built the man who was supposed to build the new Yankee Stadium. Great player. He's uh, controversial, but he was just great for the contract. He was big. Hit a lot of home runs for the Yankees. Hit home runs with the, Ra- the Rangers, Mariners, and the guy got two 10-year contracts. Like, and he was successful for most of those contracts as well. So you got to give him a shout. Alex Rodriguez, you might be a liar. You might take steroids. But you are a heck of a baseball player. It's a good list. That's a good list. So uh, so while we mourn uh, the loss of Jason for the time being uh, until he triumphantly makes his return, I will do mine. Um, so I had trouble with this originally um, as I complained to both Noah and Jason, uh, who, I found out, who I found out just started doing theirs today. So uh, who's the hypocrite now? But uh, So here's my list. I try to do, you know, I try to incorporate everything. At number five, I went with Joey Votto. I signed a 10-year extension with the Reds in that time. So it was a 10-year, $225 million contract. So $22.5 million a year. Um, I think he's worth it. So far in that contract, which isn't up yet, he, I believe he has 40, he has accumulated 40-plus war. He has um, three, uh, I think his batting splits were 300, 400, 500, uh, which is insane. Um, Even though he's had a few down years recently, he finished top top five in, in MVP voting. So Several times finished finished two once. Number four, uh, I decided to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Actually, he had an eight-year extension um, that he signed. I believe it was 20, 2011 to 2018, somewhere around there. Or seven-year extension, 2011 to 2018 with the Cardinals. He accumulated 8,000 receiving yards in this time. Uh, he actually finished a decade with the third most receiving yards in the league. Funny enough, Calvin Johnson was also on that list and accumulated almost 8,000 in like five years, which is just insane to think about. 
Um, oh, Mike just said, hate to see that. What the heck, man? You're in Salt Lake City. Get out. Uh, uh, number three, I decided to go with another major leaguer, uh, major league baseball player, that is. Uh, Freddie Freeman with the Atlanta Braves. I know he's had a few hiccups in his career in terms of injuries, but overall, he's been really, really valuable to the team. Again, top five finishes uh, in the MVP. Basically, 300, 400, 500 slash line. His OPS plus is somewhere around 140, which is just insane. Um, is one of the best first baseman if not the best first baseman in baseball currently one of the most valuable players in baseball especially valuable to the Braves who have a very young roster and are looking to make a World Series from this year um, also uh, best wishes to him for a speedy recovery after uh, being tested positive for COVID uh, number two I decided to go with uh, uh, the great eight Alex Ovechkin who signed in 2008 he signed a 13 year extension with the Washington Capitals has played all 15 years with the Washington Capitals has accumulated almost thousand points in this entire tenure I believe he still has one year left on his contract obviously won the Stanley Cup two years ago over the Vegas Golden Knights one of the greatest images in the history of hockey in my opinion uh, Obi's such a lovable guy he's a surefire Hall of Famer he's won the Rocket Richard so many times won the Hart Trophy in that time won the um, uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy I think won the Selkie Trophy at least once uh, dude dude is an absolute legend I can't say enough things about how amazing he is and I think that that's just true for everyone um, and and number one, uh, I found this out. I'm really happy I found this out. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's at number one just because of everything that's happened. Uh, but I decided to go with uh, Kobe Bryant, who actually had an eight-year or seven-year extension, I believe from 20, I think it was 2008 to 2014, obviously tragic um, with all of his, um, you know, with his with his uh, tragic death early in the year, just crazy. One of many crazy things that has happened um, in the history of, you know, in the history of, of sports. Um, um, but he actually had basically his greatest um, tenure or his greatest uh, stretch as a player. I think he averaged almost 30 points a game, 28 points a game in that time. Um, won, I think, two titles, won the MVP trophy at least once, won a gold medal in that time. Obviously, everyone loves Kobe. Um, it's still crazy to think that he's gone, and it's still crazy to think that he died in January, and January feels like 10 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, that's my list. Also, I'd like to mention, Jason has come back from the dead after losing back, power people. in Cleveland, Ohio. So we sacrificed Kobe, and we couldn't – so we sacrificed Kobe for Jason. Is that what it's I'm hearing? It. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No, Jason, yeah. go. Go turn off your power. We won't, we won't turn, turn off your it's power. It's like you hear this, all this thunder. It's like it's like storming outside. and uh, No excuses. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland weather. If you ever go to Cleveland, the weirdest Don't. weather, it rains <laughs> and when it's not supposed to rain. Like, they'll be like, oh, it's sunny, and then it just starts storming. All right, my top five. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of heat for probably first two from Alex. Uh, number five, Mike Trout. Uh, Angels, $426.5 million over 12 years. He's only had one year of the contract uh in that year last year he was an all-star 2019 AL MVP he was a silver slugger Hank Aaron award winner uh to me he's the best player in baseball he's had the greatest start to his career uh, of any baseball player I would argue even though the contract is huge I felt like I had to include him on here uh number four uh, another one that I'll probably get hate for uh Nolan Arenado 
Rockies, 260 mil over eight years. Uh, again, he's only completed one year of the deal, but he was an all-star. Uh, Gold Glove Award winner, uh, Platinum Glove winner for the National League, which is best defender in the National League. Uh, yeah, what, Noah? I would like to say, though, Nolan Arenado does have a potential opt-out. I think it's after this season or the next. After so 21. 21, yeah. So We might do love be- Nolan Arenado, though. But I'm just going with what the contract is for now. I, I know. I'm just saying he might not actually play the whole contract with because I know he's unhappy currently in Colorado so because they, they've been terrible the last couple of years just wanted to point that out yeah but he's a great player even though I just talked about his fielding his hitting is just as good uh, number three on my list Noah had him Miguel Cabrera Tigers eight years 152.3 million Cabrera from 2008 to 2015 uh, won an American League pennant uh, which was big for the Tigers I mean they haven't they didn't win the World Series but they really haven't uh, had much success in the postseason so that was big for them Uh, he was a six-time all-star over the contract he won two MVPs he won a triple crown and was the first hitter to do so in 45 years Uh, he won four silver sluggers and won two Hank Aaron awards Uh, let's see here number two was of course El Capitan Derek Jeter Yankees (laughs) 10 years 189 million dollars uh, from 2001 to 2010, Jeter won a World Series, three pennants, five Golden Gloves, four Silver Sluggers, two Hank Aaron Awards, a Roberto Clemente Award, was captain of the Yankees for seven and a half of those seasons, and had eight All-Star appearances. Uh, a very Overrated. good ten-year run for Derek Jeter. Nine years. Five Gold Gloves. Playoff. He uh, he was so huge for that organization. Still is. Uh, just his yeah, like, will live on as a Yankee great. He and also will live on by giving them Mike or Giancarlo Stanton for free. And number one, how could I not go here? Sidney Crosby, Pittsburgh Penguins, 12 years, $104.4 million. As Noah knows, it averages out to $8.7 million a year, just like his number 87, just like his birthday, August 7th, 1987. Uh the contract started in the 2013-2014 season and will end in 2024-2025 season. This is Crosby's seventh year on the contract, an annual cap hit of only $8.7 million, which is very reasonable. There are a ton of hockey players who make more money than him. It's a team-friendly deal for sure. Uh, during this contract, he has made four All-Star games, won two Stanley Cups, won two Conn Smythe trophies as the NHL's playoff MVP. Won a Hart Memorial Trophy, which is the MVP award. Won an All-Star Game MVP award. He has added on to the amount of games, obviously, that he has played with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he has now played 984 games with the franchise, the most of any player with the franchise. And this is all, even though he has had injuries and is only 32 years old, uh, he has been mostly healthy on this contract, a great two-way player. And, of course, he is the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he's no OV. He's better. You're right. Nope, that's wrong. All right. I guess I'm up then. Um, so, not going to lie, kind of was making my list while everyone else was reading their list. So, uh, bear with me. Mine's a little wacky. But at number five, I have Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, 10 years, $450 million. It could be worth as much as $503 million, but that's if you count, like, incentives and um, the two years he already had on his deal. So, I'm just going to count it at $450 million. And, yeah, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. Contract hasn't started yet, but he's the best player in football. He's 
going to probably retire a Kansas City Chief. And um, the Chiefs, as I said earlier, it's a deal they made that they can restructure. But, you know, if it turns out that $45 million kind of is the going rate for quarterbacks, then, you know, it's not such a big price to pay. They're going to be happy with the deal. Um, at number four, I like Jason, I have Sidney Crosby. Well, I, he didn't have him at four, but he's on my list. 12 years, $104.4 million. Uh, when he signed that deal, he was pretty much unquestionably the best player in hockey. You know, maybe he's not the best anymore, but he's still a really solid player he's had a lot of playoff success those cups and yeah it's just hockey contracts are weird because they're a lot smaller than other sports but 8.7 million dollar cap hit for a player like Crosby that's pretty nuts and number three I have A-Rod who also made Noah's list only his first contract though the 10-year 252 million dollar contract he signed with the Rangers I mean over those 10 years he was probably the best player in baseball I mean that's debatable but he was Definitely a great player. I mean, great power hitter. He won a World Series with the Yankees. So, yeah, A-Rod. Um, number two, I cheated because it's not a seven-year contract, but I had to put it on here. Barry Bonds signed a six-year contract for $44 million, which that's pretty nuts when he signed with the Giants. I mean, obviously he took steroids, so some people may discount his accomplishments, but there's no denying he was the best hitter in baseball over that time. I mean, he broke the home run record for a single season during that contract. So it's pretty nuts. You can get a player like Bond for so cheap when look at what Trout's making today. And then number one, this is probably my wackiest selection. I've got the MLB owners for their uh, CBA agreement with the Players Union because of service time. So, and before a player is eligible to sign, you know, an actual baseball contract, they have to complete six years of service time. But there's a loophole around that where you can call up a player in May and that doesn't count as a full year of service time. So really it's like seven years before you can sign an actual contract. So MLB owners with, with the best contract for all of the their players that enter the league. That's, that, that's a really good loophole. That's hilarious. <laughs> good shout out to the greedy MLB owners. <laughs> anyway, we're going to head to the trivia now. Uh, this is going to be, uh, you're seeing it's going to be a lot of contract based, some great contracts. I got a good amount of questions for you all. It's going to be multiple choice. Uh, I'll uh, just randomly choose who has to answer first for each question, or you can just say whatever someone just choose. It's up to you guys. I don't care. But I'm going to start off with the first question. So who received the largest contracts in sports to fight? The options are, so like this is the longest contract or largest contract basically to fight in boxing, MMA, all that. A is Mike Tyson. You know, Mike Tyson got the tattoo, tag, Tiger and Hangover, all that good stuff. B, Floyd, Mayweather. You all know massive fights with Pacquiao and McGregor and all that stuff. So fun. Floyd, Money Mayweather, who's not a great person, but good boxer. So... Uh, number C, Canelo Alvarez. He's uh, been recently pretty successful in boxing, I believe. And, uh, yeah, boxing. He's a boxer. And D, Conor McGregor. You know, the guy, Irish, uh, has commercials, Irish, Irish whiskey, all that good stuff. And also gets in a lot of fights on and off the mat. So uh, I'm going to go to Jason first because he was mentioning the hangover to me the other day. So what one would you like to go with? This is not my answer, but I just have to say, how did Conor McGregor not do like an Irish Spring commercial? Like that would make so much sense. That's true. Wait, also, what? shout out number C. How did Conor McGregor not do it? 
not do a uh, Irish Spring body wash commercial? I have no idea. But okay, I'm gonna go with Manuel Alvarez. Okay, right. Um, I'll I'll go with Mayweather. No, I just want to say you said you you said number C. I just wanted to let you know that you said number C, and I don't okay. know. How, yeah, yeah. It's just um, and um, I I, I looked up largest contracts, like to find this list and i'm pretty sure it's canelo so i'm going with c well i am sorry to tell you this guys the answer was c but i'm gonna have to just qualify the answer unfortunately because you called it out before jason even had a chance to say it. if you said nothing i would have been ignorant and you guys would have got the answer but you made up messed up so no points for anyone no he was just making fun of you for saying number c he wasn't calling out yeah i was i was making fun of you for saying number c i am the czar here i make what what This is why Noah is the worst. Noah is the worst. Noah is the worst. I'm changing my name. (laughs) I'm the best. Okay, so next question, okay? We're going to go a little harder, I guess, because that one wasn't hard enough for you. So... Uh, so I mentioned Brett Favre in, his, in the year 2000. He signed his uh, what's it, a lifetime contract with the Packers. He only appeared in two Super Bowls, winning one of them. And I'm going to ask you what the details of that contract, the length and the amount. So A is nine years, 69 mil. Yeah, 69. Uh, if that floats your boat, good for you. Uh, I know I float Grant's boat, but he can't catch another touchdown with the Buccaneers. B, 12 years, 100 mil. C, 10 years, 100 mil. D, 7 years, 100 100 mil. And Alex, you're going to go last for this one as punishment because you changed your name to Noah is the worst. And Dret, you can go. Um, Can you repeat the numbers yeah. again one more time? Sorry. Sorry. A, 9 years, 69 mil. B, 12 years, 100 mil. C, 10 years, 100 mil. D, 7 years, 100 mil. Yeah. Uh, I'm torn between two options. I'll go with I'll go with 10 years, 100 million. Okay. So that would be C. Yeah, C. Uh-huh. I'm also torn between two options, but I'll go with A. You go nine years, 69 mil A for Jason. Got it. So I'm up. Alex? Yes. Sorry, I was, sorry, I was watching a great Twitter video of um of the Mavericks in the, in the bubble at uh, at Grand Flow. I thought it was funny. Um, I mean, so I'm stuck between B, C, and D. I just don't know what the years is. I'm going to go with C was C was 10, 100, right? Yes. I'm going to go with C again. Okay. And the correct answer is C, 10 years, 100 mil. Okay, I wanted to add a couple of years in case anyone looked up like the Wikipedia thing I saw because that's why I added uh, the years instead of just the amount. So, but yeah, C, uh, ten years, hundred mil. So that was the Brett Favre contract, and good, good for the packs and all that stuff. But anyway, next question. Uh, so it's Rhett one, Alex one, Jason zero. Sorry, it's Jason. Hate it to see. Should have been one. <laughs> yeah, it should be two to one to one. That's the real score. No, it's not. I'm the czar here. I'm the one in charge. Anyway, the year was 1993. The Montreal Canadiens are champions, and the Bulls have just completed their first three-peat off of a John Paxson three-pointer against the Suns. Poor Suns. You hate to see it happen. But it's okay, though. The GM would have... uh, Never mind. And... Uh, but back on topic, uh, what m- sports moment in 1993 trumps all these other moments? A, this is a depressing moment. The death of Andres Exobar. He was a Colombian uh, play- soccer player who was shot dead after uh, allowing an own goal in uh, or causing an own goal in a World Cup match in 1993. B, a labor strike leading to no World Series, the only one besides 1904. Uh, C, the Pan-American game 
games being held in Cuba, or D, NFL free agency becoming a thing. Shout out to Eagles great Reggie White. Isn't this an opinion question? No, it's not. The, only one of these events happened in 1993. All the other ones happened in other years. I got stuff to happen around 1993. So only one of these happened in 1993. So I'm going to have Rhett go first this time because Alex has still yet to change his name. Okay. I'm glad uh, I was alive for this. Um, I don't, I mean, the only thing, I'm sure it's not one answer, but it could be any of the other three as far as I know. So, oh, actually, uh, it's probably not that. Can you, can you repeat the answer choices again? I'm sorry. My memory is terrible. Uh, A is the death of the Colombian soccer player after he, uh, being shot dead after own goal of the World Cup. Okay. Uh, Do I, can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. Yes. Did that happen the same year as the World Cup? Uh, I cannot say. Okay. Uh, B was the labor strike, so no World Series. Only time besides 1904. C is the Pan-American Games in communist Cuba. And D is the NFL free agency finally becomes a thing after years of fighting. I don't have a good answer. I'm just going to go with D. Okay. Go for the Eagles player. Uh, Alex, you can go now. Okay. I'm going now, even though now I changed my name to Noah is really the worst. Just wanted to let you know that, Noah. Um, <laughs> It's, it's between it's for me it's either C or D. Um, I don't know. Um, I have to I have to think. I'm gonna go with Old Faithful here, even though it's probably wrong. But I'm gonna go with C again. I just okay, I, I just I just don't know if the Pan American Games is an annual thing or if it's bi biannual or whatever it is. You're going with uh, what's it called, Fidel Castro. Let's see how that works out for you. Yeah. It's but C for communism. Good job. Uh, Jason? I'm also going with C. Okay. And the only one to correct is Rhett. Rhett, congrats. It was 1993. That's March 1st, 1993 is the first year of NFL free agency. Where Reg- I think Reggie White also left the Eagles. I think. I'm just but- I'm just letting you know. A and B were clearly wrong because the World Cup has never happened yeah. on an odd number year. I knew yeah. the first well, that's why yeah. I asked that question. First year been shot the next year, though. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, there's, I've never... Like, like, there's never been a World Cup in an odd-numbered year. And yeah. also, we all know the strike happened in 94. Yeah. Yeah. And C was 1991. So. Oh, is it – do we know if the Pan-American Games is an Pan annual thing? Games was. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's semi – it's like odd <laughs> Yeah, I think it's every other year. Okay. It's yeah. odd years. So they take odd years to Pan-American Games. So I did no. 91 <laughs> to 94. I just pick up an uh, event. So, yeah, well. uh, you got it right. So, it's two – one one, but I'm gonna hit you guys with a quick fireball question. First one that gets this wins in 1993. Wait, wait, wait! But you've only answered like four questions. No, I know this is related to 19 the year 1993. Okay, oh. so what teams were in the World Series? Blue Jays in 1993, and, and who blew the save in Game Mitch Williams six blew the save. Game. Joe Carter hit the home run over the left field fence. And what was the team that hit it? I said it was the Blue Jays. Jays. Okay, so you. <laughs> It's not that hard. Oh my god, they played the Braves in the NLCS. Yeah, yeah. The, the Phillies in '93 played the Braves in the NLCS to go to the World Series. Noah is absolutely the worst. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I'll go I'm change it to Noah is absolutely. The, <laughs> the question he was: is the worst who, host. I'd rather have Mike Lynch as like a no, puppet. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, so there, Jason, I changed it, it for you. 1993 Blue Jays 
beating the Phillies in the World Series after Mitch Williams blew a save in game six. Also, let it be known that Ricky Henderson was on that team too. And the fun fact about that, though, is Pat Gillick was the GM of the Blue Jays. 15 years later, he's the GM of the Phillies. You're acting like I don't know this. World Series in 2008. I'm I'm talking to the audience, (laughs) not you, Al. (laughs) You are not the audience. Going back to 90. You're losing a point, Al. What the hell? I know. No I'm the trivia czar. Is this two points you've taken away from me now? Two points. You're doing this to yourself. I know I am. (laughs) Okay. So the score is 1-1-2 with the Red having the lead, okay? But can I say something real quick about 1993? (laughs) Sure. The Braves should have won the NLCS. They scored a lot more runs. (laughs) I I did not even know that. I didn't even know they played the Braves in 1993. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, next question, because you guys are not enjoying my question. But oh well, uh, Bobby. We mentioned Bobby Bonilla Day it's earlier uh, in the podcast. It's a part of Mets lore. July first, uh, well, he hasn't played with them since 2000. They're paying him until 2035. But it seemed like a good deal with the Mets because they thought, oh hey, we make more money than the interest we're on the buyout. Why is this? What scheme, illegal scheme, will they have? Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. <laughs> No, Jason, that's uh, a negative point for you because <laughs> uh, you called out before I read the things. Uh, you, I, just, I asked you, is this multiple choice? You didn't answer, so I thought it was. Choice, Jason. I asked, is this multiple choice? Okay. You just ignored I said, my what? question. Just go on to the next one. You've already <laughs> ruined Jason, zero points now. Alex, you have one. That I had some I had creative questions for that. I had David Urshon from the other guys. I had I had to look up other schemes like the real estate crash, Wall Street, and all that stuff. Thanks a lot, Jason, for ruining that question. Yeah. That's we all would have got it right though, so it's fine. Like it's it's I, no harm done. So much harm done. So much, Jason. Can we can we make a rule that Noah can't host again for like two months? No, no, no. No, no, we'll make the rule. Noah can host, but no trivia. Nope. I just <laughs> love my trivia. All right, you got three questions left, okay? It's zero to one to two. Rhett, you got the lead for your first time on this podcast. And we're gonna go to hockey now. Again, prior to Ilya Kovachuk's 15-year bust of a contract with the New Jersey Devils, who had the longest contract? outright in hockey. A, Shea Weber. B, Duncan Keith. C, Zach Crazy. Uh, D, Rick DiPietro. Okay? Rhett, you go first. If anyone calls out an for someone else, they are done. Uh, I don't I don't watch hockey, so I'll go crazy. I think he was young. Okay. Alex? DiPietro. Okay. Uh, Jason, you're disqualified. You're no longer Rick in this trivia. I'm only asking questions for Alex and Rhett. It's Rick I'm just right. letting you know, I watched this thing called Bar Down on TSM, which is all hockey trivia, and I just watched a contracts quiz today, and they talked about, like, the longest contracts, and what, and the answer was was, was Kovalchuk and DiPietro. It's DiPietro. Yeah. Oh, DiPietro? I thought it was D. Uh, they said DiPietro. doesn't matter. So I just that's trusted how, the Canadians. That's how he pronounced it. Right? Sherry, he pronounced it DiPietro. He's wrong. <laughs> anyway, so it's down to Rhett and Alex now because Jason can't behave for some reason. I'm about to give – Rhett's close to getting an outright chance by forfeit. Jason already forfeit. You know that I'm going to answer no matter what. So, anyway, the second to last question I have here is a fun question. But if you don't ruin it for other people, Jason, the Hall, this Hall of Fame QB was offered the right to buy 10% of their NFL team they played for for 15 mil and another 10% to forfeit the remaining amount on their contract. Who was the QB and what team would he have gotten a percent for? A, Steve Young with the 49ers. B, 
Troy Aikman with the Cowboys. C, John Elway with the Broncos. D, Brett Favre with the Packers. Alex, you can go first. Who wait, who wait, who wait, who wait. Can you name the choices to me again? Because I just want to make sure that I understand it. Okay, so so I, I'm just going to say the names. John Elway with the Broncos. Steve Young with the 49ers. Uh, uh, Brett Favre with the Packers. And Troy Aikman with the Cowboys. I was thinking about it. I mean, Elway is the one who currently has an active position as like a GM slash like someone in the ownership group. So I'm going to go with him just for that reason. Okay, and Rhett? Oh, so go Elway. That is... The correct answer was C for correct. Thanks a lot. I told you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's two. It's like Rhett's up by one point. I'm on the team. I'm not up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Alex got a question right that I got wrong. Yeah, right. so we're tied. Well, uh, this is the last question. Whoever gets this right wins because because I'm I'm done with trivia for today. No, you're just bad. Uh, I'm not. I you guys are bad. You well, you ill-behaved children. I'm sorry. Okay, to say sorry. That. Sorry, please. You're worse than preschoolers. I taught preschoolers before. So anyway, the tie. This was a tiebreaker question. Whoever gets this right, right wins. Uh, Wait, so uh, is it multiple choice or is it just whoever's faster? Multiple choice and just who had, who just blurted out after all the options are read. Okay. Okay. Never faster, but it's multiple choice. Let me say Got the it. so. One of these players received the longest contract out of the rest of these players. A, Donovan McNabb. B, Alex Rodriguez. C, Albert Pujols. D, Michael Vick. Uh, Pujols. Okay, the correct answer, drum roll, please. I'm not going to drum roll. Okay, great audience here. Uh, A, Donovan McNabb, he received a 12-year contract from the Eagles in 2002. I didn't say that earlier. You got it right, Brett. Good job. Yeah, I mean, you gave the answer away earlier in the podcast. Well, I, it could have it could have been someone else. Like, it could have been – so I could have had that, someone with, like, a 14-year. That would have been, like, a, ne- a next-level psychiatrist. I could have, yeah. I could have put, yeah. like, Ryan. I didn't even listen to that last question. I was just, I'm just over Noah right now. I no, just, no, I was I just waiting for McNabb the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a t- I wasn't going to really use the question until I had to use a tiebreak. And I'll be back hosting trivia, not in four podcasts, or three podcasts from four, I guess. I'll be hosting trivia again. Well, so well, look out for well, that. Yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah, yeah, we'll consider it. Uh, but anyway, since since Jason is clearly on his uh, on on his last ropes with Noah, I think we're gonna end the podcast here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, make sure to listen on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to listen on Spotify. Uh, watch our podcast on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, I forgot to add last week, but this week uh, we have a Twitter account now. So if you want to follow us, we are at SportsLuck1 on Twitter. Um, so if you guys would like to follow us, um, and we will try to give you we are best. number one. Yes, we are number one. Um, we will try to give you the best sports content possible. So thank you, you guys for tuning in. Noah on Twitter. <laughs> Don't block Noah on Twitter, please. It's Noah. I think it was Noah the worst or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We will, we will let you guys know. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a nice one.